Hello everyone, thanks for listening to part 7 of The Prince of Providence. Just a reminder, the previous episodes and show notes are available on our website, actualplay.network. So, where we ended, basically, was you guys had entered Tillinghast's house. It was pretty close to dawn. And, um, like, it's a couple hours away from dawn at most. And you went in the parlor and you hear um, something, like a a human moaning from the next room. And uh, the last thing we recorded was Gino saying, I believe it was Gino saying he was going to go in there, guns blazing, basically, or just go in there, burst in. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion whether it was a good moan or a bad moan. There was some discussion about that. Um, the only thing we really settled is that the moan does not pre- the moan itself does not present any sort of um, danger yep. to you. I remember wasting that skill. And the source of the moan does not present any danger right. to you. If that helps, so you're in uh, Tillinghast Mansion, which is like very nicely appointed in some areas, but uh, other parts it has. Like there's a sheet over some of the furniture and stuff, like it's like it's being renovated, and parts of it are very dusty. So it's like it's like it's not really an occupied mansion, which shouldn't really surprise you, I guess. You walk through into the main uh, double parlor, which has a uh, large dining room on one side and then like a, a sitting room in the other half. The sitting room has like some Oriental rugs um, and some like very old-looking chairs in it, and a phonogram phonograph on one side. Which one is it? Phonograph and in the chair sits Ybor Tillinghast, who, if you recall, looks, looks sort of like a put-together person, partially, but also has really long fingernails and a sort of increasingly elongated face. Actually, his face is very elongated right now, like almost in a, almost sort of like in a wolfish fashion. Like it's like he's almost built a snout, and then uh, his teeth are not the two slight fangs of legend, but are instead are a... They're all askew, and they're protruding from his, his open, slightly elongated mouth, like in all different angles. And he's got a young, a young, um, a younger boy, maybe maybe a high school age boy, um, uh, sitting on the floor in front of him, facing you. He, they're both facing you, and he's feeding on the uh, clearly been feeding on the boy, but um, he's been doing it. He looks like he's peeled some of the skin from his scalp back uh, in both directions, and also uh, there's been some gnawing on the boy's neck, and the boy's sort of moaning, but he's got a distant look in his eye, like he can't really feel anything. Does it appear consensual? So, uh, what's going on in here, you guys? I'm just having some dinner. All right. Well, we did the thing you asked. You brought me Vecchio. Yep. Where is he? Uh... I would very much like to speak with him. No, we we didn't. What? Why are you here? The, the, well, the thing is, he kind of knows. He knows what? The, who you are? Who us are now? That we're vampires? Is he a vampire too? This boy, no, he's 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 quite. No, 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 Salvecchio. Salvecchio, no, he's not a vampire. But he knows about vampires. He's not an idiot. Well, hey, I didn't know until. But you were an idiot. I became. Well, I think that's pretty debatable. He said something about nocturnal. Is that a place? Yes, that's a. It's a club. Some of my children like to go there. Did he want to meet me at nocturnal? I. Is that what he said, Matt? <laughs> he proposed a meeting in Nocturnal, but you guys didn't say to get any of the details. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he did, but it sounded like a trap, so we didn't exactly set it up. So I'm now just now seeing the predicament that Yes, you're in quite a predicament. I think my original plan was to come back here, see if we could maybe get a couple other guys, and then go bring the meat into Salvecchio, if you know what I'm saying. Do you know where he is? Uh, his house. I would imagine. I mean, he could have left, I don't know. Oh, man, so, I remember now. All of this. <laughs> so, he says in what you are saying is, this Salvecchio, who is a human, a human that has, despite my best efforts, and I know that you don't know me very well, but to be clear, I am much older and much smarter than Salvecchio. Mr. Vecchio has managed to outwit me at every turn, despite my resources and power. Sounds like Excuse me? Then. Nah, I don't say none. Despite my resources and power. And you think that we can go, that I can give you two vampires, two of my children, and you three, plus the two of them, will walk up to his door, I presume knock, and then simply, what, grab him and take him back to my, my house? Ah, oh, we're gonna fucking kill him. Right? I mean, that doesn't sound like the worst plan I've ever heard. I think certainly if you were to go to Salvecchio's house, it would be the last time I saw you. I will not spend my men in such a such a foolhardy way, but you your 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 usefulness is rapidly dwindling. So well, if I mean, look, he caught on pretty quick. He knew he wasn't gonna just go meet you in some alley by himself. Anyway, he needs muscle. It's gonna go with him. He's not gonna agree to. Meet I don't you need alone, to meet. I'm not afraid probably. of two goons with a gun. I'm afraid of a trap. So then, what's a the trap problem at his with house, this house? Where there's fire. Kind of trap, like a cage falling from the sky. If it happens. Tom and Jerry Explosive over here. Devices. He's had us do that. To a, a small before. army would ambush me. Something that couldn't happen at a public place, or even better if you brought him here. Uh, do you have his phone number? By any chance? You think he's in the yellow pages or something? The reason that I turned you three into vampires was because you had a way to contact him directly. Hey, everybody makes mistakes, big fella. Yeah, you know, this is all happened a little quick, all things considered. I think we did not the worst job. Give us a little credit. I mean, nah, I'm just saying he maybe should have picked somebody else. I mean, but hey, we're here, and uh, we make do with what we got. Yeah, there's always a plan B. Or, in this case, I suppose a C, as it were. You will bring me Salvecchio by the end of tomorrow night. Or I will return you to the grave in which I found you. Javi's place? I mean, I know it's not exactly decorated very nice calling it a grave is a little harsh but all right we'll get you salvecchio somehow do you do you uh i mean he's on he doesn't like Wait, us do you want him dead or alive i'm missing that part bring him here i need to speak to him yeah how are we gonna get him here he tried to kill us hey you got a phone number can we just like have him call you ybor takes the the 16 year old <laughs> and pulls his head off like a grape I feel blood sprays all over the old room, or the whole room, and he takes the head and just squishes it in his hand. And you can hear the crunching and bubbling of flesh as it pops in his brain and skin and hair leaking from between his fingers. And, uh, like, like as if you cracked an egg in your hand, and the, the egg, the yolk, and the, the white were dripping from between your fingers. And he turns his hand upside down. Or whatever, and drops the 
smushed up pieces on the ground at your feet. Then he stands up and he says, You will bring me Salvecchio by tomorrow at dawn. Or I will return you to the grave in which I found you. All right, I'm picking up your signal. You uh... You got any, uh, like, bait we can dangle for him or something? Gonna take that as a no, okay? So, uh, do we got guest rooms, or should we just find him ourselves? You will find somewhere else to sleep. I do not wish you to be in my presence this evening. Uh, I'm gonna check my wristwatch. What time is it now? It is 4.37. Ah, damn. (laughs) Still close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A.M. or P.M.? I feel like that's important. A.M. I think it's It's A.M. I got an idea. We pull up in a car park. I put up the roof in my car. We uh, take a nap and uh, head out when sun goes down. I think the sun's going to go through the windows. Yeah, that's why you're going through a car park. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we know where uh, Salvecchio lives, right? We got his... uh, You have his address, yep. You got an an address, I should say, but yes. So anyway, as I was saying, either you got an idea about how we can lure the big man here. Or we just, I don't think he's just going to come with us if we go knock on our door. Why would we just knock him out? I mean, that'll work. But if uh, Mr. Headripper over there is afraid of going to his place because of traps and whatnot, what makes you think he won't have him waiting for us too? All right, I got an idea. Uh, does you think he's found out that we're out to kind of get him? Considering he tried to have us killed, I would think so. Well, then I guess, uh... Disguise is probably off the table. Let me see, uh... Maybe we can just, you know, kidnap him outside in front of his house. Or uh, maybe go somewhere he likes to frequent. Catch him off guard. Throw him in the back of the car. Toss him in the boot. Yeah. Take him for a trip. As it were. Do we know anywhere? Like, is there any way we could... You definitely don't know his schedule, like, or if he has one, but he's uh, up and down different bars and restaurants on Federal Hill. There's a few that he... I mean, he generally parks at the the, the restaurant you went to last time. That was why you went there. It's not clear to me that he would be there. Oh, okay. Again, given... But you... I mean, that's that's generally his base of operations. That If this was a Sopranos, that would be the... Uh, the deli or wherever they hang out. That's the basement. Alright. I got an idea. Like a real one. Alright, we go stalk his haunts. And then, uh... When we find this car, we rough it up. He comes out. Y'all grab him. You gonna beat up you gonna beat up his car? Yeah, beat up his car. He comes out. And he's like, hey, what are you guys doing to my car? He's like, oh, my car. And, uh... And then, uh, Big Gun's over here and, uh... Bookworm... Y'all can grab him and uh, sweep him away. Now, why is it that I'm doing the grabbing? Shouldn't you be on grab duty? Do you want to be fucking up the guy's car? Yeah, the car's not going to fight back. Yeah, but are you ready for that altercation when he comes out? He just tries to have a conversation with you? Maybe he gets to shoving? Nah, you're a vampire. You can. What are him. you doing? Walking around the block? You grab him when he comes out. Yeah, all right. All right, you talk to him and uh, Avi and I grab him. What do you think? Does that right, sound sounds, okay or uh, sounds great if he's there? Yeah, if he's there. Well, he's well, yeah. He might have left his car somewhere. I don't know. But it's a it's a plan A. Plan one. Yeah, we don't got much better plans. 
Let's hop in the whip. And, uh, he's gonna hop in the whip and, uh, go to a parking garage where he can be in the shade out of the sun if you guys want to do that. It's fine with me. I don't <laughs> care. And, uh, we're gonna just, you know, sleep in the car. Harvey's gonna sleep in the trunk. Probably wise. Ain't you a little big for a trunk? Ain't you nah, a little the, big the for a The back seats fold down. Oh, okay. Well, then who's gonna sleep on the butt? You'd be surprised if you can fit in a trunk. Yeah, we got the trunk space for a few guys back there. If you know what I'm saying. I'm not going to call into question your car model. I'll accept it. I mean, yeah. What, wait, man, what kind of car is this again? It's a, uh, I closed the tab. Let me find it. So it's Chrysler, um... Chrysler Carmobile. Why ask, Andrew? Why ask if you're going to get all saucy? Imagine the best car you can think of in your head and just... Okay, I got it. You know, it's it's the car model with a Harvey-shaped trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any nap music you want to play, uh, Matthew? Got anything like that on your soundboard? Nice. So how long is this? Like eight hours or so? Is that how long you sleep for? Until the sun comes, or until the sun goes back. The down. sun ends. So you said. Until the sun goes back down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or Godzilla eats everybody. Well, where this parking garage is next to the drive-through. Oddly, okay, great. It's uh, between a drive-through and an arcade. Well, well, no. In the in the morning, the drive-through is converted into a baseball field. Yeah. Why is this happening? So, um. It's the next morning. Do vampires dream? (laughs) They do now. I had a crazy Godzilla baseball dream. <laughs> I dreamt bloody sheep. All right, you guys ready to take a trip? Yeah, let's go to the restaurant. Okay, so you guys are... What's the... What's the? Uh, tell me how you guys roll up and stuff like that. What's our marching order? You can include that if you'd like. <laughs> I think we just drive there and then see if his car's there. I believe so. You might have to fact check, but I'm... Well, we can, we can go ahead and make the determination possible. right now that you think he's inside the restaurant. So his car's there? A car that like looks like could be his is outside. I got an idea. Why don't you just run in and say, hey, Salvecchio, somebody's fucking up your car outside. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Rather than just smash this random car and, you know, cause all kinds of trouble that we don't need to be causing. All right, so you guys get in position then right. to grab him. All right, I, uh, I kneel down on all fours so Javi can shove him. I kneel between two parked cars. Get, like, a hammer or something out of your car, I guess? What are you get? Oh, yeah. Tire iron. Oh, sorry. I was gonna give you a gun. Uh, no, get a get the bat. I got a metal bat. Why are you grabbing okay, everything I'm else? Take... <laughs> I dropped the tire iron, the gun, the hammer. Grab the bat. I'm just gonna walk over real casually to his car and just crack in one of his windows. See if that gets any kind of response. Um, people on the street are like looking at you, um, pretty askew, whispering. Okay. Try again. Gonna hit the windshield. Um, you see uh, some people sitting at the restaurant um, inside the the front windows turn and look. I'm gonna shrug angrily at the people inside the restaurant. They like turn real fast and start whispering to each other. You know what? Screw this. I throw the bat on the ground and I go in the restaurant. There's a maitre d' there. He's like, "Excuse me, sir. Can I help you? Are you, are, are you okay?" Mr. Vecchio, uh, he's at his he's at his usual table, I believe, Great. back can there at the restaurant. Come outside. You can see him back. 
Um, I can, I can, I can let him know you're here if you Tell give me him your name. To come outside, or I'm gonna keep playing with this guy. Can... Okay, I'll, I'll go tell him. And the guy walks back towards Salvecchio's table, which is in the far back end of the restaurant. Do you stay inside or go I'm back outside? Stay inside. See if he's coming. Okay, he goes. To, he goes to Salvecchio. You can see, like, I mean, he's a good, he's a good distance away, so you can't like see his face or read his lips. Anyway, so he talks to him, and he's, and he's talking. He whispers something to Salvecchio's ear. Salvecchio smiles raises his hand to you and gestures to his guys and they start walking over towards you all right i'm gonna go back outside how many guys two just two hey we got two guys coming near the Selvecchio, but i figure we handle them and then we can just go get them so as you're saying that um uh all of a sudden uh gun barrels push out the windows and they uh four guns open fire on you at once of the car no of the restaurant oh, okay i'm gonna dive behind a car i guess yeah i mean are all you guys within uh sight of the windows no, i'm hidden like they were hidden yeah well, i'm hitting like between okay cars. so just you then chris so well they're gonna make four we're gonna have four attacks against you peacemaker you can spend willpower to attempt to negotiate a non-violent end so you can definitely do that however they've already fired at you so you are gonna take whatever the uh consequences of that are okay <laughs> So you're That's just fine. Stand there with bullets falling out of you. You're like, all right, all right. <laughs> and you made your point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Jesus Christ, seven, four, five, that six. might just kill me. So you take seven damage. You are. I think I just get like you, blown away, yeah. like past. <laughs> you see, like hiding. you see, uh, J- uh, Jake come walking out, and he says, he says whatever he said to you about uh, waiting for, um, Vecchio or his guys, and he just like before he even finishes a sentence. The guns pop out and shoot him all all toward the back, and he just, like, goes flying. You see his crumpled up body land next to you. Yo! Hmm. <laughs> that ain't good. Are you dead there? Well, shit, there goes the kid. Good thing we got room in the trunk. Yeah. You got your gun on you? Oh, I've always got my gun on me. That's a fool's question. Follow and then I'm going to quick draw. I'm going to. <laughs> Hey, wait a second. Let me take care of this. All right. Can I use Peacemaker now? Yes, but it, you're only at, your only available target is God. I'm. Go, can I, how strong are vampires? Um, slightly stronger than humans at this can point. I, like, what if I wanted to throw a car into this building? Excellent. I was hoping you'd say that. It doesn't need to be like an overhead throw. It could just be that I pick it up and slide it and push it into the building. Okay. I think we could do nah, that if you two work together. It, swing I think it. if you were to work together, you could probably do it. Well, what I would say we do is we lift okay. it up, like prop it up, and push it at like a slant, and then tip it over into the like flip it over into okay. the building. <laughs> so we got one success. So we're gonna we're gonna still gonna treat this as a mixed success, okay? So it doesn't do what you wanted, but you do move the car somehow. So maybe you just like flip it over. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Flip it on its side. <laughs> it's a big shield now. Or, but also, it's Salvecchio's car. That, or we can't flip it over, but we can push it. I'll leave that up to you guys. What do you guys want to happen? Restaurant. You can kind of like push it on its side, so it's a little bit of cover, or you can just push it into the restaurant and like just. Also, it. I guess it would also be cover, but it might like knock down the wall, of the restaurant, or whatever. Yeah, I'm going for structural damage. All right, so you push go. the car and you try to like. You try. You both like go up and try to lift it, but um, your arms are too much like mum spaghetti, and you can't do it. So instead, it just sort of slides forward a little bit and smashes into the 
but it's close enough to the to the edge of the restaurant where it's it actually makes a pretty big smash to the side of the restaurant. Um, the windows crack and glass falls. The building shakes, but it doesn't look like anything uh, too dangerous has happened inside. But you do now have this large car in the way of your uh, between you and your enemies. Is the car it's sideways? Just, it's like the way a car like, would be. Like front and back, though. Like oh, so it's like it was, was parked. It was parallel parked on the street, we... and now it just got slid forward. So it's still parallel parked, but it's just like parallel parked, like up on to, up on the restaurant, kind of. Like the like the actually part of the ah. the side is, um, like a jar. Like it's it's a uh, at a slight angle, so it's resting. the The bottom of the frame is resting on the bottom of the window, on the window frame, because the window is sort of low mm. set. So, uh, maybe this is a bad idea, but would I be able to have, um, Ronnie run, like, up onto the car and jump through the window of the restaurant, firing at the dudes on his way through the glass? Um, yes, you could do that. (laughs) That would be a... Uh, what kind of role is that? (laughs) That would be a, a we're just, it's going to be an attack roll. Uh, okay. And that's a difficult, mm-hmm. that's going to be, have some difficulty attached to it. So it's going to be whatever their defense is plus two. Um, so whatever your, um, all right. I can't, it's dexterity plus firearms, right? For attack. And, uh, I'm going to use killer instinct on at least, you know, one of the guys. Well, I was only going to have you roll one. I can't roll do it on a group. That would determine broken, the whole right? initial. I mean, you're not going to get the whole group of everyone in the restaurant, but you can get this initial, Sort of like the people who shot uh, Jake. So one success. Yeah, jeez, jeez, Louise, you know. <laughs> so we're going to um, go ahead and they're going to the three remaining guys are going to be firing at you as you land. All right, so now I'm dead too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm not dead. Okay, so now it's you guys can take two two it two turns. We may have uh, screwed up, guys. Harvey, you want to go? Well, the situation doesn't look good. Are all their guys still up? No, you killed one. Okay. You're remaining standing there with the shotguns, which they're going to, I guess, reload. Okay, so while they're reloading, and they're all focused on that weird bullet-ridden corpse now. (laughs) Ronnie? Ronnie. Yes, sometimes we called it Ronnie. (laughs) I'm going to leap over the windowsill, Uh grab one of them, and we'll just that's what my intent is and we'll go from there okay so depending on how I succeed so one success you have successfully grabbed jumped through and grabbed him and okay so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to drag him back over the windowsill and outside of the building okay I think that would be a second action so um that's fine so they're gonna all gonna spend their turns um reloading except for I'm also gonna muffle them so they don't hear well, they're all... It's not like the lights are still on the restaurant. You know what I mean? So they're not going to... I know. They're not going to not see you do it if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. He's not He's not dead. He's got one health or something. Oh, okay. No, I've got three. Three health. I'm still kicking. So it's now Gino's turn. But this is all happening like in this blink of an eye. So you could probably grab one and pull him out. Um, yeah. Real fast. So what are you doing, Gino? Keeping that in mind, what Andrew's doing. Andrew's... Pulling a guy out the window. He's gonna try to be try to do that next time. Yeah. 
Uh, is there a bar in this restaurant? Yeah, it's a bar. It's a restaurant. Um, Ronnie, uh, if he could, would like to uh, do a dramatic roll over the bar top uh-huh. using the bar as cover. Yeah. And uh, grab a bottle of uh, very high alcohol co- volume, um, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I imagine this is a fine dining place if Salvecchio's yeah. here. Would that, would that be correct? Uh, All right. Sorry. And I imagine there's candles on the table. Sure, there's candles. Um, he's going to throw the bottle and um, in the direction of the men. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it's you know, near a candle in its descent, I want to shoot the bottle and make it have like a fire rain. Like, okay, well, that's going to be, that's going to be two, that's going to be two actions. And so it's going to be one to do the first thing. And the second thing to shoot the bottle out of the air and try to make it explode, uh, (laughs) and rain fire on the bad guys. Um, so why don't Andrew make his second action so you can see how he succeeds on his thing. And then you can do both of those rolls after. So, Andrew, why don't you, you're going to grab the guy and bring him out. You think brawl? Right. You think just a melee attack? Yeah, that's definitely successful because you're going to explode twice. Mm-hmm. Wait. I want to know how successful. Two successes. Two successes. Yep, okay. okay so, it's, it's what successful. are you trying to do? Three successes. You're going to grab him and pull him out? So, I'm dragging him across the floor. Yep. Back over the windowsill, along the glass. Mm. Ouch. Obviously. So he lets out a terrible howl uh-huh. that ideally draws the other guy's attention. And then I'm going to hurt him a whole lot. Like, outside of their view. But I want to make <laughs> it real loud. I'm talking like individual, you know, spending a lot of time breaking a lot of individual bones. Okay. Um, so you grab me, you pull him outside. I'm going more for intimidation than, I mean, I'll, I'll kill this guy, but my, my immediate action so is more on your next turn. We'll give you a bonus roll for intimidation on the other two. Okay. Cause well, yeah. well, Gino's, I mean, unless this fire rain plan works. <laughs> yeah. Unless the fire plan works then we could then we could figure out what's going on. But so that guy's taken out of the combat. You killed that guy. And now we've got two left. Gino's going to, make a roll <laughs> jump over and throw the bottle successfully so that's going to be an improvised weapons plus dexterity uh i don't expect this to work but i'm happy to try it you know yay so two successes two so successes. now you're gonna have to make a firearms plus dexterity in order to um shoot the bottle and we're gonna make it a minus one because this is not a particularly easy thing you're trying to do i have a success so there is two left you Take out one of them. So describes how that ha- describe how that happens. Uh, the whole scene, or just the fiery the rain. The whole part? scene where you take the one out. So you start you start on the ground recovering from your shotgun wound. Then what happens? And then uh, Ronnie gets up and sort of springs over the bar top, and rolls over onto the floor, looks up at the alcohol shelf, pulls down a high ABV whiskey, and uh, uncorks it with his teeth. Spits the cork onto the ground, nails a sweet trash bucket, and uh, then he probably didn't need to do that. So rewind that, and he hurls it across the dining area towards the assailants, and 
lines up his shot, and once it's like passing, he um, throws it like mm-hmm. sideways, you know? So it's going more straight than a lob. And as it's spinning, it passes over a candle relatively close to them, and uh, he shoots right through the center of the glass, exploding it, making the alcohol catch as it passes through the candle, soaking the gentlemen in their suits and the floor around them, starting a fire, and also it gets on the curtains. And uh, one of them dies? One of them dies somehow? Oh, yeah, he goes up in flames, like, really fast because his suit is, uh, well, one, he's wearing a shitload of cologne, and his suit is made of cheap (laughs) material. Yeah. So he goes up Uh, like a birthday cake. I'm going to say you don't actually, you didn't have, like, a good enough roll to have it catch the restaurant on fire or set both of them on fire, but you did manage to ignite one of them on fire. So everything else happened pretty much as you said. Cool. Excellent. There's one left. He's he, he just watched his friend get disemboweled. Uh, he just watched his friend get dragged out, and he hears him being disemboweled and having his bones broken. And the other, he watched his other friend um, get burned alive. And he watched you get up from two shotgun, from several shotgun shells to the body. And he um, make an intimidation, uh, and it's minus uh, composure. And uh, his composure is two. Do I get any bonuses? Um, the bonus is going to be this is going to whatever your successes are going to be subtracted from his attack roll on Gino. Two successes. So he's going to make an attack against you, uh, Gino. It's going to be mm-hmm. uh, he hits you for one damage. He, so even right. though his hands are shaking and he's terrified out of his mind, he manages to hit you with a shotgun from six feet away. And uh, now you guys are up. And if you just want to cinematically dispose of him and tell me how you do it, that's fine. Can we uh, approach him from both sides and then just sure. eat him? As he just screams horribly, Andrew, if that's all right. I don't. I'm not interested in eating him, but you can. Okay, yeah. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat I the hell eat. out of this guy. Uh, I'm gonna just get him and uh, grab him by the uh, collars of his coat, like by his lapels. Pick him up off the ground a little bit, and uh, bite right into his neck and suck the hell right out of him. He's gonna shrivel up like a California raisin. All right. It's Matt, and thanks so much for listening to the 27th episode of the Actual Network podcast. This was part 7 of our mafia-slash-vampire game, The Prince of Providence. We played the first part, pre-vampire transformation, using Fate Accelerated rules, and we are now using the Vampire the Record rule set. If none of that makes sense to you, you can check out our website, actualplay.network, for previous episodes of the series. Uh, our cast today was myself as Game Master, Andrew as Harvey, Chris as Jake, Gino as Ronnie, you can find our Twitter screen names on the website actualplay.network. That is the best way to get into contact with us. Stay tuned next week for the blood-soaked conclusion to the Prince of Providence. And then up next after that is Chris running a game of City of Mist. If you like the show, tell a friend or review us on your podcast service of choice. just want to remind everyone that Gino does the title card illustrations for our site, and they look awesome. If you dig his art, he also has a long-running webcomic up at pizzapranks.com that updates maybe once a month, and a patron for his art at patreon.com slash kiwimonsta, the link to which will be in the show notes. Music this week, uh, the intro is Attic Soul, and the outro is this Barbara Browning version of Rhode Island is Famous for You. 
Uh, we also had music by Ben Sound. You can find links to this in the show notes. And you can leave us a voicemail at 508-817-3408. Andrew and I have another podcast, a monthly show called the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast, which is an exciting look at horror movies from before 1979. In the most recent episode, we covered Eyes Without a Face. If you have an idea for a website, I can help you with that. Visit whalingcityweb.com for more information. I just freshened up the actualplay.network website, as if you needed another reason to go check that out. So thanks very much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. <laughs>